Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirsty Call. Together we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Feeling stuck in your creative journey? Needing to change your narrative? Everything you want is possible. As a therapist-trained life coach for creatives, I'm excited to help authors like you create clarity and build self-confidence so you can achieve your dreams. Kirstie can help you get the drama out of your life and into your art. Visit kirstiencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com and register for a free consultation today. Hooray! I can't wait for us to work together to get you where you want to be. Hey, Kirsty. Hey, Kim. It's a little cold in here today. (laughs) I guess we both should have bundled up for this interview. Yes, we should have known better because we're featuring your book today, Cold Turkey. Cold written, I mean co-written <laughs> by you, Kirsty Call, and Corey Rosen Schwartz, and illustrated by Chad Otis. It's both hilarious and heartwarming. Oh, thank you. I think I'm going to grab a sweater. This podcasting weather is utterly insane. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't resist a good cow pun. I would expect nothing less. <laughs> I can't wait to talk with you, Chad, and your editor, Deirdre Jones, about the creative process behind Cold Turkey. Let's chat. Gobble, gobble. So winter is fast approaching. And I know I will be perpetually cold from now until at least April. I'm feeling turkey's pain. Kirstie, tell us where you got the inspiration for this story. Cold turkey was a title that I had on my idea list. And I live in Andover, Massachusetts, where there are just a lot of turkeys here. They just kind of walk through my backyard. And if you're driving, you have to be careful because there might be a little parade of turkeys crossing (laughs) the street. And so when Corey and I were brainstorming 
things to write, I said, I just really want to do a turkey story because I see them all the time. So we started thinking about what a cold turkey might do. And that was the beginning of the bundled up turkey. Yay! I love it. Yes, turkeys certainly are everywhere. They're in New Hampshire as well. They're definitely a good inspiration for a story. Yes. So Deirdre, what was it about this story that made you want to acquire it? I see many, many, many picture book submissions, obviously. That's a huge part of my job. And a lot of times when I open up one of these Word documents and I can hear a text in my head right away as soon as I start reading it, when I sort of immediately understand the rhythm the authors are trying to write, that's a huge win for me. So many rhythmic submissions kind of start off with a little hesitation, a little stumbling because I haven't yet figured out how it's supposed to sound until I get a few lines in. Mm -hmm. But not with this book, I knew immediately just how it's supposed to sound. So from that, I knew it was going to make such a great, <laughs> I knew it was going to make this great read aloud for kids. How fun is it to say these c- c- consonants, you know, over and over. And I love that I had this message about, you know, selflessness and friendship, you know, picture books need to have those kinds of themes in them. And then sort of more purely from a business standpoint, you know, you're always looking for books that are going to hit nicely in promotional moments. There's a turkey on it. So of course it can kind of work for a Thanksgiving moment. And it's a winter story. So it has that longer winter seasonal thing going on. So it just kind of hit all the right buttons for me. That's great. Yes. Good job. Good to hear. (laughs) (laughs) So what was the illustrator selection process like? (laughs) I was looking at this question. I was like, how awkward. Um, (laughs) I was looking at it thinking, um, I can't wait to hear what she says. What's she about to say? Chad was my fifth choice. Uh, This was actually a really, really easy one for me because Chad and I have worked on another book together called Oliver the Curious Owl. Coming off of that, when I read this, he was one of the first people that popped into my head for it. This book has this punny title. And it has all these promotion opportunities that I mentioned. So I knew I wanted somebody who could kind of bring a commercial, universally appealing look to the story. But because I can see a lot of potential here, I didn't want it to be this overly colorful or flat or too silly of a book. And Chad makes really great use of color and texture in his art. And I knew that would add kind of a richness to it and keep it from feeling really generic. And I really wanted someone who could get it kind of the humor and the emotion of this, which I had seen Chad do in his previous book. He has these really expressive characters and he adds a lot of humor to the story, sort of extra, even beyond the text through his art. Plus if when you see the book, it has these really gorgeous, like wintry backgrounds to it. So Mm. I think, you know, I just kind of, I guessed and I was right that he really (laughs) kind of bring, (laughs) elevate this and kind of take it to the next level. So yeah, pat myself on the back there. There you go. (laughs) Chad, I love the illustrations so much. I really feel like it does add so so much to the book. And I'm just curious, what made you say yes to working on this project? Deirdre, first of all, working with her again, sounded great. And then I was born in Iowa and my grandparents were farmers. I lived in Minnesota too. So we endured really cold, you know, tundra-like winters. So this was all pretty familiar territory, so to speak, for me. In addition to that, the writing, the rhythm of the writing, the humor. I love a good pun. I make 
dad jokes that uh, my kid yells <laughs> at. I love the message too. It came across right away. Turkey, I just loved the idea, the character I saw in my mind of turkey. Sharing is something that happens a lot, but giving away something that makes you immediately uncomfortable is the next level of empathy and then to continue to do it without kind of thinking about it. So all of those things together, just the good feels of the whole thing. I love working with animals. Hollywood says it's tough, but it's never been a problem for me. <laughs> I, I, as soon as I see the chance to draw a cast of personified animals, since I personify them anyway, all the time, Perfect. I, I can help but <laughs> I, I jump at that too. So all of those things together just kind of spoke to me and was uh, right in my wheelhouse. Well, your characters are so expressive and I just love them. You make the puns more funny. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's great. When I started off doing this, Deirdre gave me the direction on it, heartwarming and funny. I think I started off kind of latched onto the heartwarming part a little bit too much. And, you know, I grew up getting into a little bit of trouble in school, being a class clown. It didn't feel right to immediately make things as funny as they could. Now, hats off to Deirdre for going, no, go ahead and, you know, put the sweater on the udder. It's okay. <laughs> I love that part. Yay! We're doing this. I'm like five years old at heart. I'm the one like, that's hilarious. Utters are funny. (laughs) I agree. Absolutely. 100%. Kirstie, can you give us a look into what the writing process was like for the story? Usually when Corey and I write together, we make things too complex. When we were thinking about cold turkey, we were like, okay, let's write a board book. (laughs) You know, let's do something super simple and just saying that it was going to be board book level kept it down to picture book level. So we meet together on a Google Doc and kind of type back and forth. Sometimes we're texting stanzas back and forth. I really love wordplay and experimenting with words. And so does Corey, which is why it's so fun to collaborate. We were thinking it'd be fun to have turkeys teeth chattering. And then we thought, ooh, all the animals teeth can be chattering because everyone's going to be cold. And so they could say things like, I can't believe this storm's so bad, you know, or it's hard to na na na, you know, like those sorts of things we thought would be really fun for someone to read aloud. Definitely are. Deidre, what was the editing process like for the story? This came in very, very clean. I already knew that I loved it and was very happy with it, which is yet another reason that I wanted to bring it on. So yeah, I think we were very much at the sort of word choice level line edits when I saw that. We added the word yeah, grateful. we changed one word to grateful. <laughs> there was maybe one line where I was like, I'm reading this, you know, like da dun da dun da dun da dun And you guys are saying it like da 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 you know, mm. that kind of, which is always hilarious to try to communicate in email. <laughs> you really do just have to have a phone call. But yeah, it was very much just word choice. I think some of the alliterative names of the animals like chili chicken and hot horse, and we might have changed one or two of those or come up with a couple of other ideas at the end when they're all turned into the sort of hot version of themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe this actually might have been a conversation with my team that they wanted to make sure it didn't look like somebody was getting roasted or like eaten (laughs) at the end of the book when it's like... (laughs) Toasty turkey or whatever. It could be seen as um, subversive, but yeah, which I loved. I was like, you know, that's you yeah. don't you want kids to kind of tell each other like I read this book about right. the animals eating each other. Kind of questioning, <laughs> questioning, is this yeah, what's really happening right? here? But yeah, it was a little barbecue. The, the editing of the text was very, very minimal, which was great. And then like Chad was saying, I think when it came to the illustrations the editing process for the sketches was yes, me pushing him to like go harder on the humor of it because he had done such a nice job with this very like chilly friendly 
book. I remember one of the things we talked a lot about was showing the turkeys progression around the barnyard because when everything is covered in snow, it can kind of all look the same. So Mm. we talked a lot about the different structures and showing where the turkey was coming from and maybe in the background where it was going next so that we had a better sense of place. And that's where those cool end papers ended up coming from. I, I think when love the, the map of the barnyard. Oh, uh, the end papers, um, yeah. The end papers. <laughs> and everybody's favorite thing to figure out. And yeah, just the character design, you know, we talked a little bit about that. I think we tweaked the sheep or something a little bit at one point. But again, it was really just, you know, Chad had already created this world and this, you know, really cool idea and, these funny moments of, you know, these characters trying to put on, you know, the turkey is like the smallest animal and it's giving away <laughs> these tiny pieces of clothing to all these much bigger animals. So, you know, just really playing with that humor and just, you know, pushing him to make it even funnier. Yeah, the, the engineering of those clothes was a, a task for sure. It's like, how do I They're get stretchy. a turkey who... Yeah, who's wearing it. Some of them not stretchy enough, but... Uh, <laughs> exactly. A, tur- a turkey who's wearing like you know, seven different things and they all fit on the turkey and you can tell them apart, but you can also put them on all of the other animals and still apparently not have to wear them on their head if it's a hat or (laughs) put their sweater wherever they want to. You did a great job with that. And I love that turkey is blue. It's just so appropriate because turkey is cold. Right. Your art is adorable, as we've been talking about. Can you share a little bit about your illustration process for the story? I went into this going, hey, it's snow, it's all white. I basically just get to do the characters and so on. Well, wrong. You know, (laughs) when you have snow in front of snow on top of snow. And I did a bunch of research about materials and, you know, ice and, you know, when snow is on wood, what does it look like? And when it's on stone. uh, And, you know, snow can be purple, it can be blue, it can be, you know, kind of orange. It all depends on the lighting around it. So Mm. that was probably the toughest part for me. And then, you know, early, of course, I have to decide to try to figure out how many pages the book will be. And with this book, you know, the cadence of it being so kind of rhythmic and simplistic that way, I tried to figure out if it was going to be the 32 page or 24 page, you know, for the illustrations altogether. And that part was a little bit tough early because I ended up, you know, these are pretty big spreads. They're pretty big images on the page. And then you've got snow, right? It's like, how do you show snow really big and still have it be interesting. Anyway, the snow, the snow was definitely a challenge. Well, you made it um, you know, so other, beautiful. I know. It's like well, another character thanks. in the book, I, right? Uh, I don't have as much hair as I used to, but it's, uh, <laughs> I, I got it there eventually. Thanks. <laughs> so that was the toughest part. But yeah, the process in general, I usually just jump into the characters, the main character, and then immediately try to kind of, you know, flesh out a the cast of characters. I like to make things as out of as simple shapes as possible, even if it doesn't show up that way ultimately. But like Turkey is made out of three triangles, a circle and two half circles. Hmm. And then, you know, the cow is made out of one big half circle, a square for the head and two half circles for ears, that sort of thing. You know, when I go through the story, it's, you know, easier to manage that. It's easier for the reader to you know, recognize the different shapes and sizes and silhouettes of the characters throughout at different sizes on the page. If they're tiny on the page, sometimes they still go, oh, that's pig, that's cow. And then, you know, I take the characters individually and then I put them all on one page, make sure they, like I said, you know, look different enough for each other, work well together. 
And like Deirdre said, there's one, I think it was cow who was your typical, was a Holstein cow. I know you'll know this, Kirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I know, well, with all my you cow should. books. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. she suggested we make her brown, which helped a lot to distinguish one from another. That's a good idea. Um, and especially against snow again. <laughs> and then I start to put the characters into some of the scenes they're in so that I know that they're kind of looking together right and the personalities work together right and that the scenes might work out and that's where I can start to work out some of those early early scenes and I remember sharing some of those early on with you guys too just to make sure it felt right right yeah you know from there I thumbnail everything onto just really small thumbnails to get the composition and the, the cadence right and where does the text go and then I pull it into my iPad on Procreate and make you know, rough versions of that. I like to keep everything as pliable and flexible as I can for as long as I can so that everything's working together from, you know, the characters, the story, the scenes, so that the composition of the different scenes, the layout doesn't kind of repeat itself or it's interesting each time you turn the page. The end papers, I did a sketch for myself actually to show that map of where Turkey goes so that I could know where the camera is in the shot, so to speak. Okay. You know, if it's, yeah, it's so if Turkey walks up to Pig and rounds the corner of his red pig pen, I know what's <laughs> behind I know what's behind him. He came from horse. He came from the haystacks. Right. And uh and he's up on the hill now and looking down a little bit. So I'm able to just use my reference that way. I love that. And I shared that because I thought it was a pretty fun drawing and interesting. Yes. And in the back of my head I was thinking Please don't make this the end papers. Please don't ask for this. To <laughs> of course. <laughs> because it's a real challenge to draw that perspective because it's half two-point perspective and half isometric perspective. That was a challenge. All the hard work was worth it. It's so beautiful. It really oh, was. Thanks. So we're on to our last question. Deirdre, we'll start with you. When someone reads Cold Turkey... What do you hope they feel or learn? I really hope a kid just enjoys this, that it just makes them laugh out loud. Yes, it's about being kind and, you know, being selfless and all of those things. But I think a lot of times we as adult picture bookmakers can get a little caught up in, you know, the themes and, you know, the amazing this and that of the book. And sometimes maybe it's because I have an almost five-year-old, I just want him to enjoy reading. And I think that's what this book does before anything else. It's just fun to read. And if he remembers a little bit about, you know, the kindness and the selflessness or, you know, whatever else he wants to take away from it, that is an added bonus for me. But I really, really love being part of making books for kids that are funny and fun to read. That's great. That's great. Chad, when someone reads Cold Turkey, what do you hope they feel or learn? I hope they feel giggles. I hope they feel... (laughs) you know, kind of just happiness and, you know, they can't wait to turn the next page to see what happens to the next character. Absolutely. Okay, Kirsty, when someone reads Cold Turkey, what do you hope they feel or learn? I hope they laugh. And I hope the kids do notice how sharing helped Turkey connect with his friends and how it made his life better. And I hope that because of that, kids choose kindness and sharing and connection. A big thank you to Kirstie, Chad, and Deidre for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for cold turkey. Check out the show notes to learn more about Kirstie and Chad and their other fabulous books. 
Don't forget to follow the podcast so you won't miss an episode. And we would love it if you would leave us a review. Thanks for listening and happy looking. Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.